Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find uncommon wisdom in their journeys that will help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and I'm thrilled to be back with you again this week. Our quote today is by Zig Ziglar. Sometimes adversity is what you need to face in order to become successful. Now, we have a great guest for you, as always. As a Madison Avenue ad man, John Fallas spent the first years of his career getting fired four times. But then at 33, he co-founded a Madison Avenue agency that became one of the most successful and awarded in the country. His ad work has been covered in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and more. He's also had a unique experience of being honored at the White House for a successful public service campaign that he spearheaded. As a successful entrepreneur and thought leader, he's written for Adweek and addressed the World Business Academy and Yale Entrepreneurial Institute, among others. Let's bring him on. John, how are you today? I'm great, Heather. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm excited to learn about some things. Uh, let's talk about this four times getting fired um, in seven years. Why not dive right into that right away? Sure. Well, it ties in with the quote you just read about adversity, because in my case, I think that was true. I mean, uh, every time in my case, I experienced adversity, like getting fired or uh, being told by my first advertising instructor at college that I sucked at advertising and I shouldn't pursue it as a career. Um, it gives me the, um, I, I have a choice to face. You know, I could continue trying to go in the direction I want to go into, or I can uh, respond to that adversity by taking a different path or giving up or something like that. So um, getting fired four times was certainly a test for me. And every time it happened, I had to do some serious soul searching and decide uh, how to respond to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another great quote is it's, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. Right. Yes. So um, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that um, uh, uses things like that as motivation, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll show them because yes, I think, uh -huh. and, you know, um, in my case, I think um, I had a deep down uh, confidence in my talent. And I, um, I suspected that the reasons I got fired had less to do with my talent than other factors like that I sucked at corporate politics. <laughs> that might have had something to do with it, John. And I'm with you. I don't really like being told what to do, but I like to... Um make decisions, right? So I really like that you added in that element of choice. We all get to choose. We can't change what happens around us, the situations that arise, but we get to choose how to respond to it. And I think that even if we said nothing else for the next 30 minutes, that is a valuable, valuable takeaway. Right. So let's talk about um, how you went about co-founding the Madison Avenue ad agency. What, what did that look like? Well, it was a direct result of being fired mm -hmm. as many times as I was because um, 
maybe it was after the second time I got fired or third time I uh, discovered freelancing. Mm -hmm. And freelancing was uh, something that I could do um, to find work and get paid and not have to worry so much about dealing with corporate politics, because when you freelance, you come in for a short period of time to solve a problem that an agency has. And in that situation, it's really much more about your your ability to solve the problem and the talent that relates to that than dealing with a, cor- a corporate structure because you're you're not there long enough to have to you know have that be an issue. So my the the foundation of of my agency came as a result of the freelance work that I was doing for uh, a period of years. And uh, when you freelance in the ad business, you, you don't often get an opportunity to do great work. But I was lucky in that I teamed up with a couple of guys and worked on a campaign that was one of the most talked about campaigns in New York. It was for Kenneth Cole when Kenneth Cole was just starting out as a fashion designer and a shoe designer. No one knew who he was. And we were doing some ads uh, in New York that got a lot of attention and um it eventually attracted a business guy who was looking for a creative talent uh, because he was lucky. He, he didn't like, he had problems in the corporate world as well. Mm -hmm. And he had decided that if he found the perfect creative guy, that maybe he was really good at new business. Mm -hmm. So he called me out of the blue uh, on a referral um, from someone who I had worked with on this campaign. And, um, suggested that we meet. And 20 minutes after we met over a beer said, uh, we should start an agency, <laughs> which That's is kind of like all the best things. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like going on a, on a uh, blind date and having someone suggest to get married after, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I was intrigued. I was intrigued with that because he, clearly the guy was aggressive. Mm-hmm. but I had no way to, to judge him. I mean, he looked at my portfolio, spent 20 minutes looking at my work and had been referred to me. Mm-hmm. And all I had to judge him was, you know, the suit that he was wearing and, you know, um, the, the initial first impression. So we decided, uh, well, I suggested that we start working together. And my response was, okay, find us some business and let's see what happens. And uh, he was really good mm-hmm. at, at finding business, but I think what helped him was um, my my creative work was really, really strong. So that was the bait that he would use to try to find clients that were looking for kind of out of the box thinking. Mm. That's amazing. And, you know, you've done so many great things. But before we jump into what came of that, let's just stay in this realm of challenges for a moment here, the, the fear part and the challenge part. So. I want to go back to something you mentioned, which was um, having some challenges with this particular advertising class and the, the person who had told you that, you know, you shouldn't do it. And it, I think you may have even flunked out of that class, right? So how do you pick yourself up from that? And how, what would, did you have some strategies that helped you move forward in that? Well, first, let me give you the scenario. Um, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in uh, Connecticut and transferred to Syracuse University because they had a great advertising program. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to pursue advertising, um, I spoke with someone who I thought was a, a career counselor 
who basically looked at my portfolio, which was some graphic design work and said, kid, if you're creative and you want to make money, you go into advertising. And I said, "Uh, okay. (laughs) And uh, at that point, um, had to basically do a two year, a three year program in two years because I just transferred to Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of behind the eight ball. And the, the thing about the program at Syracuse is that they got a lot of their instructors who actually flew up from New York who were uh, working professionals on Madison Avenue. So when these guys told you something, you, you listened to what they had to say. Uh, um, so this one particular class was basically my first advertising 101 class. I just did not get along with the instructor. Now, throughout my academic uh, career, any kind of art or design related class, I would, I would ace. I mean, I remember growing up, I even got a couple A pluses because my mom was an art teacher and I developed this artistic talent very early on. Mm-hmm. But in this class, I just, I, I just, my grades were um, mediocre to start with and getting, getting worse as the, as the weeks continued. And in order to c- continue with the advertising program, I think it required getting at least a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I started out with C's and was starting to get D's. And um, at, with about three weeks left to go in the class, the instructor asked me to meet him after class, <clears throat> at which point he said, um, so what's your, you're an, you're an illustration major, right? And I said, uh, no, advertising. And he said, well, well, I think that's a mistake. He said, you just don't really get advertising. And um, I'm going to give you a choice. He said, uh, you just, you're not going to do well in this course. I can't tell you what your final grade is going to be, but I can tell you it's not going to be good if you stick with it. There's three weeks to go. So I'm going to give the, you the option to drop the class so you don't get the grade that I'm going to give you, which was not um, a really good thing to hear because no. I'm not the kind of guy that quits, you know, uh, but it didn't really seem much of a choice. He was basically telling me what the right, you know, I saw the writing on the wall and um, I said, well, can I think about it? He said, yeah, I'll give you 24 hours. Let me know tomorrow what you want to do. And as I was walking out the door, he said, let me, let me give you one last piece of advice. Do not go into advertising. What? You know, it just amazes me how often I hear these stories and and I'm glad you didn't listen. Too many people listen. Go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) Well, you know, what bothered me about this guy, um, because you know, most people don't bother me. Everyone's got their quirks, right? But this guy was probably the most arrogant mm. guy that I had ever experienced, certainly as an instructor. And um, the other thing was he started uh, messing around with one of the girls, uh. one of my uh, classmates. And it was common knowledge that he was doing that. And of course, everything she presented got great, really good grades. Hey, yeah. And despite the fact that I would, I would pull all nighters to re- really, you know, I worked really, I never worked harder for a class in my life. And mm-hmm. it just seemed the harder I worked, the worse my grades got. So I just felt like he kind of had it in me, had it in for me for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Don't really know. But um, anyway, that was part of the fact that uh, uh, I, I just, I, I just found that it's hard to work. And, you know, this is a good lesson. I learned this uh, in my business career as well. You don't have to like the person that you work for, but you have to kind of respect them. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and if you lose respect for anyone who's uh, determining your future, someone you're working for, or in this case, an instructor, it makes it really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, um, you know, to your question, it, uh, it was, uh, it was really, I was dumbfounded. I was shocked. It was really hard for me to digest because I had just decided to pursue advertising as a career. And this was the first class, the first real one advertising one-on-one class. And this guy was from Madison Avenue. So when someone like that tells you what he told me, it's really hard to process. And the only thing that um, saved me from, I guess, taking his advice was the fact that Syracuse had multiple instructors teaching the same course. So I was able to find another instruct instructor because I needed to take advertising 101 right, and I needed right. to do well. Found another instructor teaching that class. And fortunately, with the new instructor, I got like an A minus in the class did, did well. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, how people sometimes get their 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 futures are are decided by somebody who has a whole other set of you know agendas and things going on. But I'm glad that you pursued that. Now, let's talk about that. Another success that came for you. So we're going to get away from the challenges for a moment and pop in its success. You mentioned that you were honored at the White House for a public service campaign that you spearheaded. So what did that how did that come about? It's an incredible story. It really is, because the genesis of the story was me um, sitting in front of the TV set one night. Um, eating potato chips or something <laughs> and stumbling on a PBS special from Bill Moyers that profiled the life of Adolf Hitler. So um, who would have thought that my watching a documentary on Adolf Hitler would ultimately lead to me being invited and honored at the White House. Mm -hmm. But that's a, this is a true story. And uh, the documentary mentioned that he was abused as a kid. So the campaign that I spearheaded that got the attention of the White House was a, a national campaign for prevention of child abuse. But it all started with me coming, seeing this TV commercial as an advertising guy saying, I think there's an ad here for child abuse based on this fact. Let me see what I could come up with. Mm -hmm. Came up with an ad that leveraged that fact that Hitler was abused as a kid, showed it to my business partner, who said, we got to find someone to run this ad. This is brilliant. Got the attention of the National Committee for the Prevention of Child Abuse. That was when we when we contacted them, they were in the process of trying to work out a deal with the NBA, who was looking to find a nonprofit to, you know, part of their PR to associate themselves mm -hmm. with a nonprofit that they were going to donate $5 million worth of TV airtime to, to do some national TV spots. Isn't so, that just timing is just an, a miraculous thing, isn't it? So just like I've got some, you know, really kind of difficult stories to share this, sometimes, you know, luck works in your favor. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, just the timing was unbelievable. Um, so we had a meeting with the uh, national committee for the prevention of child abuse um, when they were visiting New York up at NBA headquarters, we had no idea what they were doing with the NBA. We thought we were just going to present that because they were based in Chicago. We thought we were going to show our ad and they were going to love it. And that would be that yeah. showed them the ad. They said, um, 
not something we can really do. I don't think we want to do an ad featuring Adolf Hitler, mm. which really upset me because I didn't know the other. I didn't know what they were about to uh, invite us to do. They said, however, um, it appears that our friends here at the NBA are going to give us some TV time to do some commercials. How would you like to do a TV campaign that's going to be running during the NBA playoff games? Nice. And we said, sounds good to us. So we all of a sudden had three weeks, or I should say I had three weeks because I was the creative guy mm -hmm. to basically come up with a, a national campaign for child abuse prevention. And the NBA would have been happy if we just got one of their players reading off a, a, a prompter in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to do that. If we're going to get if we're going to have our work seen nationally, we wanted to do something that we thought not only um, address the issue of child abuse, but did it in a way that uh, people would say, gee, who did those commercials? Those are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So I could not have been more excited, you know, in this case to, to do something. And we, or I should say, I came up with some really attention getting commercials that apparently uh, got the attention of someone at the White House. Um, I think it was because this was when George Bush was president, Barbara Bush, I think, mm -hmm. I think her thing was uh, child abuse awareness. Mm -hmm. So because of that, probably someone, maybe even George said, hey, uh, Barbara, check out these commercials. <laughs> we got to find out who did these and invite yeah. this guy or this, you know, these people. So I was one of a, a couple dozen people who, who were involved with uh, um uh, public service work around the U.S. Mm -hmm. to be honored. And it was, as you can imagine, it's quite a thrill. I thought it was a joke when I got the invitation in the mail and I saw the return address being the White House. I said, <laughs> this is a this is a clever way to get my attention. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love it. You know, that's where you know, I hear stories like this and that's where it's like, OK, the stars were aligned. This is what you were supposed to do in my head. That's what I hear, right? And so I love that. Now, um, I really want to know as well about true stories in advertising. That was kind of a, a documentary video series, right? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, it's stories like this mm. and the one about my instructor saying, don't go into advertising mm -hmm. that uh, I guess in my old age, I'm reminiscing a lot. And uh, I've been making digital video content for about 25 years. Mm -hmm. And um, at, when you do it that long, hopefully you, you get pretty good at it. And um, being a creative guy and a writer and an art director, I'm kind of ambidextrous with mm -hmm. that, uh, those creative talents. And I love, uh, you know, once I discovered iMovie and editing, video editing from the desktop, I just, I went crazy. I had so much fun and I love telling stories. So I had, I had written uh, some of these stories that I'm telling you now. Um, so I had them in, in copy form and about uh, seven years ago when I was learning some uh, animation programs, I thought, well, let me let me apply what I'm trying to learn with these animation programs and try to see if I can use the, that software as a way of telling these stories through digital video. And I started it in uh, basically just for fun because um, it wasn't, you know, there was no 
profit motive. And fortunately, I'm at the point and have since about 2015 have been at the point where I can pretty much do whatever I want to do. So That's I gave nice my point to be at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't take that for granted. Um, but you know, as a creative person, I always loved challenging myself and mm -hmm. it would have been fun. It was fun to try to see if I could convert these. See, no one reads anymore anyway. So I figured if anyone is ever going to uh, learn about these stories, uh, I, I need to convert them to video. So I, I started with one and really uh, put my heart and soul into it. And it came out so well, I submitted it to some film festivals. Do you know Tom Carruthers, by the way? Yes, yes. Tom Carruthers uh, has, is uh, director of the uh, Connecticut Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the film festivals that accepted uh, what, this first, the first one I created and featured it in, in uh, Bethel, at, you know, on the big screen. Right. So to see what I had created awesome. on my computer on a big screen with 300 people in the audience and then go up and do a Q&A about it was like, you know, being a Hollywood director. I mean, it was Connecticut, but it was still, you know, a lot of fun to do that. So I continued making them. And I've, I've now I finished my last one about a year and a half ago. So I now have nine of them, mm. but they've gotten into uh, multiple film festivals. Um, it's 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 not a subject that a lot of people necessarily are interested in, but the people who have watched them have really enjoy them. And I think mainly because the stories are so interesting, like the mm -hmm. one I just told you about Hitler and, and the White House. You know, I, I am a huge fan of stories. I think that that's how you get any point across well is through the story. And so I mean, I'd be interested and I'm sure that there are people out there listening would be interested in seeing them. Do you have them in a, a spot where we can maybe give people a link to? to yeah, yeah, I, I do have a link. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're posted. Uh, if you key, if you type in true stories in advertising, okay. it's on uh, YouTube and uh, Vimeo. Mm, okay. You may need to pop my name in there because there's so many things that might come up when you say stories and advertising that are not me. Gotcha. But if maybe if you put it in quotes or something like that, so it, it's uh, mm -hmm. true stories and advertising, it should come up. But you could also include Give a link. everybody a link in our show notes. Sure. So that make it, let's make it nice and easy for them. Is there any, while we're talking about this, is there any other link that you think people would want to know about how to get more information or how to connect with you? Uh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if you, you know, I, I've been creating so much digital content uh, since the, the mid 90s. I think if you just pop my name and Google, a lot of stuff will come up. You might want to add the word advertising because there's, I think there's a couple of other John Follis's who are not me. Mm. So John Follis and advertising, a lot of stuff will come up. Outstanding. Thank you, John. Now let's, you know, I love to leave people with, you know, some, advice or nugget or something that they might be able to use. Do you have any advice for, you know, somebody who does want to consider a career in advertising or maybe for our business people out there, is there some advice that you have for them? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think you have to um, be willing to um, deal with the obstacles that are going to be thrown your way. I was recently up at uh, a community college in Danbury, mm -hmm. uh, speaking to a group of film students who had screened a few of my true stories in advertising and really got a kick out of them. 
and I was uh, asked this question. And um, my response was, you have to be ready to hit curveballs. That's a that's a baseball expression, but I think you can appreciate it that mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get a lot of curveballs thrown your way during your career. And this probably applies to anyone's career in any industry. And you have to kind of get good at at hitting them. And occasionally you're going to strike out a few times. But, you know, as we said earlier, it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get up. And sometimes you have to realize after getting knocked down a few times that you don't necessarily have to give up, but maybe you have to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. In my case, you know, it was pivoting, right? I was, you know, had I continued trying to get jobs at big agencies, I probably would have gotten fired five times. You know? right, right. But you learned, see, that's the thing I think is that when we have these, these curveballs, when we strike out, we figure out what do I have to, how do I have to hold my hands differently? How do I, maybe I do, I need to drop my shoulder down. What do I need to do differently in order to hit a home run? And so it's the same thing in our lives is that you learn from me. You're like, what do I have to do differently based on my personality, my talent, my, you know, what I want right. in my life. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own Madison Avenue agency and I'm going to make it better than anybody else's agency, you know? So I think that it does spur, and you said sometimes those challenges spur you on. And some people, I'm that way too. If you tell me that I can't do something, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Um, but there are people out there, some of our listeners, who take, a, you know, what people are saying, um, you know, you can't do that. That's never going to work. You don't have the skills for that. This is not the right time for that. And, and they ingest it. So, you know, I think I'd like to just put a shout out to anyone out there who has had that happen and kind of pulled yourself back is to listen to John's words and, and to, to pick yourself up and learn the lesson and keep moving forward, right? Well, I think you have to consider the source mm -hmm. because sometimes people tell you things and you do need to listen to them, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to sit here and make a blanket statement not to listen to anyone who gives you right, advice, right? right. right? Yeah. We're, we're giving people advice right now. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's good advice for the people listening to it, but um, you have to, um, you have to respect the source mm -hmm. uh, because I uh, didn't have a lot of respect for my college instructor is one of the reasons why um, I, I didn't listen to him as I might someone else who had told me that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the people that fired me at, at the, in, in the uh, ad agencies, um, again, I, 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 knew, I understood pretty quickly that politics have a lot to do with your success. So I tried not to take it too personally, at least from a, a, a standpoint of um, a comment on my talent, you know? And I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if I was right or not, but again, you have to consider the source, consider the environment, and you may not always know whether the person is someone you should listen to or not, but you, you have to kind of factor that in. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. So what's in, in the future for you, John? Where do you, where do you hope to go? Uh, more tennis uh -huh. as much as possible. Okay. Uh, learning more songs on my guitar. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I'm kind of running out of ideas right now because <laughs> I'm really proud of the true stories in advertising and I could probably make another uh, five or six of them. But 
uh, one of the reasons why I'm doing these podcasts is because at this point, I, I, I'd love to have more people um, watch, see the work that I've created, yeah. rather than put my energies into creating more stuff that people may or may not see. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the my motivations for um, doing these things and try to uh, get some of my work on, on the radar of some of the people who might appreciate uh, checking it out. Outstanding. Well, we will definitely make sure that we make it nice and easy for everyone to check those out. Uh, And if you're out there and you really enjoyed this show and John's stories, share it with a friend, go check out the links and leave us a review. Thank you so much. And thank you, John, for your time today. Thanks, Heather. Really had a fun time talking with you.